It's a new day. Good morning, everyone. Today is July 8th, 2020. I don't know if you believe that or not, but nevertheless, the Arena World Podcast is here to save the day. Today, we have a sports talk talking about how our days will be saved because sports are coming back and there'll be some humility back in the world again because of that, believe it or not. Um, So... I have a good conversation with my good friend. Funny how that goes. Brandon Zesma. He comes today. He's actually a great voice for sports. I think you'll hear it right away. I think that'll happen pretty clearly. So enjoy the show today. I want to give you a quick update. Next week we're talking, or I'll release it next week. We're recording it though. We're doing Wednesdays, guys. Wednesdays, we're in business. We're going to be doing the shows. I'll be dropping them for you. Um... And this one's going to be just as heavy as the last one, but in a very different vein. I, um, I'm talking about what's important and what we're missing the mark on. As usual, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Senate and term limits, and if that's important. If we understand that some people have served in uh, the government for maybe 60 years altogether. Or that's actually just in Congress. Obviously, they've served much longer in the government, but uh, you know, we need to talk about some of this stuff, so... Thank you for coming to the Arena World Podcast. We need to talk about sports. That's what you're getting today. Question of the week for this episode is, which league do you think is more more poised for success when it comes to, you know, all of the plans of these leagues in the United States coming back? Baseball, MLB, NFL, NBA, I think are some of the acronyms that they use. Um, Let me know if you think it was hockey, whatever it was. You can find me at I-N-S-T underscore A-W-E. That's the Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Twitter's been a lot of fun. I think you should look into some of my replies. I think you should look into some of the things I've been uh, following. I, th- I don't do anything uh, without purpose. I'm, you know, I'm using it strictly as a tool to Twitter for the people. So check out, you know, look into it a little bit. And... Uh, Otherwise, just enjoy the show. I'm, I'm glad you guys came. You know, get a cup of coffee and enjoy this conversation with my good friend, Brand Zesma. Peace. Getting back to sports, getting back to the field, the American way of the sport. I think, I think I'm so, I've not been so excited for sports in a while, so I think there's a lot of anticipation coming. Sports are finally coming back, it it's seems like. damn time. I have a... Guest today on the Arena World Podcast, my boy B-Zez. What's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? We're, we're here. We're talking about um, we're talking about everything, as we always do. Their, their whole life is being physically able to do it, and then to kind of take that away from them in this weird sense where mm-hmm. there might not even, you know, some of these really healthy people, they don't yeah. even experience things. And they could be, like you said, yeah, they could be. What if LeBron gets it? He's asymptomatic. Yeah, exactly. But he's now a host. He now carries it and now has the ability to infect other players on his team and the coaching staff, whatever it might be, the party of 37 that each team is supposed to bring or the other team. If I'm the bus family, I'm like, "Mm, fuck it. You know what? Just play (laughs) him. We'll pay for it later. (laughs) We'll deal with the repercussions after. Not dealing with that. (laughs) We're not losing a chance at this chip. Yeah, right. They need this one. Well, no, that's all we're saying, dude, is that they're going to they're gonna have to be able to adjust. You're going to have to be able to, to change on the fly. And it seems like your sports are going to be entering into a completely different world. Like COVID, yes, and that is a very... 
different physical world, but also the other world that we're all in, which is the um, you know the social world where mm-hmm. teams are going to have to come out, and they're already talking about you know imagine coming out as a different name in a shortened season, different name, everything gets crazy. You know, I don't even think you can do it this season. Like, there's no way that the Redskins could successfully change their team name before in that if, period of time. I know they're pushing for it. I mean, we've I mean, we've seen crazier things been done. But it's also a team name is not as simple as yeah, yeah. a lot of hoops. You, you don't just flip through. a switch and they're the, the yeah. war hogs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and yeah, so again, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of teams on this chopping block, and all, you know, obviously all respective sports. And you're thinking some of these social changes are more important, right? And it's bigger than sports. It, it always is, and sports are always like a great indicator of how. You know, people are feeling. What's the attitudes? You know, people get they love it. They we this country thrives off competition and the and the need to uh, you know keep it going. Mm-hmm. And so they're halted physically because of the disease, and they're halted in this really crazy social way because of you know the the attitude towards you know what's going on in the world. And it's just so freaking hard for these teams to navigate. Um, cause like, what do you do? You just take a name out of the hat, like. Redskins now yeah, the, the I mean, Beavers. This, like. <laughs> this idea of team names is tough alone as it is. I mean, even the last time that I can think of on a grand scale, and I could be wrong, correct me, but um, that I remember teams changing the names was uh, NBA, and it's I don't know if it's been like seven, eight years now. I could be wrong on that too. But um, with the Pelicans, yeah, yeah, the Pelicans were the Hornets, the and that's very it's very complicated because the Hornets name back early on belong to the team that lives in Charlotte. Right, right, right. They decided to move on from the Hornets' name to the Bobcats. The right. Hornets' name was then available to take. And then they had an, uh, a league expansion. They added more teams to the league. Right. That added New Orleans. Did I see? Yeah, Charlotte got the name, the Bobcats at that point. And then New Orleans was a team, uh, expanded league team. They then adopted the name of the Hornets. So now they're the Hornets. And they were the Hornets for a period of time, and they're like, "We're moving off of that. Right. We're gonna become the Pelicans." The Pels. And I remember hearing that that day. It was just the Pelicans. I don't know how I feel about that name. It yeah, sounded yeah, a little. Yeah. So- I don't know. Like you think of your team <laughs> name, you want it to be tough. You just want it to be like intimidating. You just want a cool or just a cool looking name. Definitely. You see Pelicans. Just it's not it. it like scream. Hornets is a cool name. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bobcats definitely wasn't. So good for Charlotte for getting the Hornets name back. Because <laughs> it definitely <laughs> needs to be the Hornets over the Bobcats. But um, Dude, Charlotte needs to be get something back. But um, yeah, back to the point with the for even that to happen, that was a lot of hoops to get through. Exactly. We're talking about something on a much more grander scale with teams in multiple sports, not just the NFL. I mean, with the NFL, we have teams like the Washington Redskins, the Kansas City Chiefs. In baseball, we have the Cleveland Indians. In hockey, we have the Chicago Blackhawks. Like these are all teams that have adapted names. I could reasonably see them all changing, honestly. And they should. You think so? And I think they should. And it's it's it. It's like I don't know. Like it's it feels like it's good that it it is good. It's good that the Redskins this past week have decided to like finally go full under review. Let's get this thing situated and fix this because this is definitely yeah. a problem. They're self-aware, Dude, but at the that, same time, yeah. why did it take so fucking long? It's so true. 
Dude, talk about a team with an identity crisis. They they can't figure out who they are on the field, Bro, off they the cannot. field. They, they're they, having some real trouble. They got to figure out the people who are getting in the jerseys and the, yeah, the yeah. names <laughs> on the jerseys. <laughs> what the jersey's going to say, all the memorabilia, everything. And then it's a lot of money that they put into with their name on all this memorabilia. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. But it's bigger. It's a, we're having a big conversation here. Like, this stuff needs to change because. I've never met like a true diehard Redskin fan that was really like it needs to change right now. You know, they're, right. they're more down to just play football and let it be. Sure. And that was but, kind of how the attitude is, but we're past. Well, that's easy for those people to say, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They might not be the group that's getting that's affiliated with the pain behind what you know those names actually stand for in right. our society and exactly. our history and everything that that's dealt with. It's, I think it's a lot easier for those types of people to say and stuff like that. So. You got to be woke nowadays. You got to be woke. Otherwise, you're slipping, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dude. Another big, you know, another big proponent of this whole, you know, um, there's pros and cons to the bubble. You know, if you got, if one guy in the bubble gets sick, the whole bubble probably gets sick, you know? <laughs> it would be so sad, you know, put these things together and, and even get close. I'm thinking, imagine these guys get, like, near playoffs, that they at least get through the eight games or whatever get to the playoffs and then like you know anybody a- anybody goes down really I mean, it's, it's like what do you do knock on wood but i mean the the, the nba uh, all all sports have their stars that they love but the nba really rides off their stars right and if you have one of these guys go down mm-hmm. i'm talking a Kawhi, a Giannis, can't have that a lebron can't have that you're screwed because that is royally your screwed and if you get, like you said, you get deep. If you get to, what happens if they get to the finals? No. And after, don't say. And game, and knock on wood, because I'm listen. I'm not a Lakers fan. This is gonna sound crazy. I am a Cavs fan, but LeBron is my guy. Right, right. right. I support. I ride for LeBron. <laughs> uh, knock on wood. But if this guy, if they get to the finals, if that team, they get past the Clippers, they, and people believe that the Clippers are not only one of their biggest rivals, but are likely to beat them. Because of the depth they have and everything like that. But say they get past all that and they get to the finals. I know. And I know. after game one, you find out LeBron comes down with a little case of COVID. Uh, you're killing me, dude. You're and then he's me. out 10 games, I mean, 10 days. And the series is only go on for like a week and a half. By that point, he's missed the series and the Lakers have been swept. I love AD to death, but we saw what he did with minimal talent on uh, New Orleans right, for all right, those years. Right. And. Outside of him and LeBron, I don't think this team is. I think it fits the two of them stylistically. Yeah, yeah. But outside of LeBron and him, like I don't think AD is carrying that team to win a finals yeah. series, especially if it's against like a Giannis or if Boston makes it. Definitely, like, dude. This is, it, there's just so many new dynamics into it, and you know, there, there definitely, there's no question. There's no like, you don't even get the flu game opportunity where you know. Right? I guess it, you. It's a food poisoning. Food poisoning is that, coming out as. But you can't play sick. Like they're not even gonna let you get close if you're sick. Exactly. So it's this not even not, like moral oh, support. To, none no. of that. He's not trying to fight through it. They're not trying to fight through it or anything. Bait. Pro speech, pro advocacy of the people and the players and everything. Cam Newton, and I think it's poetic that he landed in Boston or you know Foxborough. Beautiful. I think I you know, it's just gonna be it's first off every team so silly. How do you not take this guy? There's so many teams that would be far better with, you know, I get he needed that starting spot. You know, around around the world, around the leagues, everyone has, there's been this giant roar for sports to come back. Soccer came back and, you know, Europe is going crazy. And 
you know, Americans, Americans live, breathe, and eat sports. So mm-hmm. I can imagine, you know, half the country is just beside themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you were one of those people. I mean, you can say it for, in general, for a lot of things just due to COVID, but I guess just in the regular context of sports, um, have we ever, do, have we realized how much we've taken it for granted? Dude, like yes. sports being on every My day, hero. all the time, <laughs> no matter what sport you want to flip the channel to. I know, Even if I you're know. not a fan of a particular sport, you only like your own. I know, I know, exactly. Yeah, anything. We're missing out, as, and it seems like ESPN was hurting a little bit. You know, all the all these um, all these channels who you know live and thrive off of it. All these ecosystems, economies. Uh-huh. Literally, the sports economy is just so hurt right now. But it looks like we're getting we're getting them all back. I, I was we were just talking a little bit about it, and it seems like. Maybe the NBA is doing it the best. They're the most prepared. They have some really cool and new systems in place that are that seem like they're going to be entertaining and fun. I, you know, who do you think is doing it the best, and what's going on? I mean, at least of the major, there's a bunch of sports we have in America, obviously, but of the four major ones with baseball, football, hockey, basketball, mm-hmm. basketball's the only one that's doing a bubble. Yeah, yeah. You know, like actually trying to consolidate it, make sure right, everybody's just being smart. in one spot, trying to keep it as safe as possible, the testing, all the precautions and uh, things they've put in place to try to get the best product out there because they want their athletes to be healthy and be able to play. Yeah, exactly. Happy for them. Happy for Adam Silver, dude. I, I think this guy continues to knock it out of the park. I mean, it basketball has just been on the rise for the past, you know, I don't know, like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really felt like it's, it was strong. And then, obviously, in the 90s, it was like... Maybe it had the lull. Maybe the early 2000s were the lull for There the was NBA. a little bit of a lull after that Jordan pre-Kobe kind of right, taken off. Right, And, I mean, that I mean that creates a whole other conversation with Allen Iverson being a face of the league for a while. And right. then kind of starting this... No way to really, like, put it in, like, you know number on or kind of like determine it but like this whole hip-hop age of basketball right right just right like the style to it you know and it getting a lot of pushback early on back then but then people really adapting to it and realizing like this is where the league should go this is exactly way more entertaining of a product to have on exactly yeah. and dude it's so fun because you know that's a that's a challenge that they had to overcome this COVID thing is going to be a huge challenge that they have to overcome there's so many guys that i think he could take a spot from his talent is He's off the charts, and for people to actually be sleeping on him or think that yeah. he should have been even a free agent to begin with, that sitting on the market this long, exactly, and the pushback will be, oh, well, it was COVID, they weren't allowed into facilities to train so people could see where they are physically, because he's dealt with a shoulder injury and a foot injury, and those are legit concerns, mm-hmm. I understand that from teams, and you don't want to make an investment on a guy where you don't know where he is physically, and you have all this hype around him. You're putting him on your tickets. Right, you're exactly. at, you know, He's your starting quarterback, and then he goes out, and he's not physically a third of what he was. Right. I, I, I understand the trepidation, but we, we you know this guy's consistently, you know, for as much as you want to you know dive into and believe what you see on Instagram and social media and stuff like that, we've seen the guy's been able to keep himself in great shape. Mm-hmm. On all accounts, we've heard that he's – fully healthy now by doctors and whatever it might be that he's been right, tested by. Ready the guy go. is ready to go. He's been out there practicing. And it was built out the, there. Those videos are OBJ. <laughs> OBJ. And it's just it's just another thing yeah. where it's funny because the league, every team, like you said, there are all these teams that are passing on him, but it'll be a bunch of teams or fan bases that were, you know, yeah, let's not sign Cam. We don't need him. But then will be the qu- 
first one is to turn around and be like, why didn't we sign him? Why did we let him go to Foxborough? Right. Why right. is it Bill yet again it's getting the guy that was on the market? The that best was, guy on the market. Or even if it's free agency or trading that these guys, some guys being on the trade block that he just ends up getting like for like 20 cents on the dollar for it. like, and who knows? I mean, New England was one of these teams that did wait too. You know, that's, you know, they did wait, but so to what extent did they really want him or did it matter? Or was it more so the price point that they wanted him at? Because right. he wanted to be paid. Dude, what? He got $1 million. He's or, getting or like seven total seven, with incentives. Well, yeah, it could be seven up to incentives and stuff like that. And if it got anywhere near that, that would mean they'd have to, you know, you know, jump through some hoops in terms of trying to fix other contracts, maybe trading some guys to try to free up that space because they currently oh, they don't have they it? don't have that space right now. Wow. To they don't, and a lot of that money actually went to their their what is it, their guard or their center? I believe it's who's getting center. paid over there? Yeah, that's a big thing. Well, the one guy that Belichick ever even paid through his whole tenure was funny enough. Uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore, yeah, yeah, who's been an absolute monster for us, yeah, and I yeah. love having him. He's, but, um, he's one of the best. Yeah, you there. think who the hell are they paying? I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't I haven't looked at their cap, so I couldn't tell you. But I do know they don't have the money for Cam currently. That's why they signed such a low number. Dude, hold on, let me check this out real quick. And with them signing him to such a low number brings him in, and it's it's cheap. And if it doesn't work out, he's only there for the year. You only sign him to a year. You cut your losses afterwards, and it was what it was. And you can't, you know, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, we gave the Cam Newton experiment a shot yeah 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 damn dude are you kidding me and it's odd i mean looking at this team because you see that who is joe thuny is he the, he's the guard yeah the guy yeah he's the guard say, the guard yeah or okay. the center. what is he guard or center um no it doesn't have it it doesn't say right here i think he's our i'm on over the cap but yeah so he's getting 14 7 this year as a lineman. And let me be clear. Dude, our I think linemen need to be. Linemen <laughs> should get paid. Because if we're keeping it honest, all good football teams have good lines on both sides. Yeah, they win in the trenches, definitely. More times than not. You don't have coverage. Your quarterback's going to be sacked. Your running back's not getting out the backfield. And you're going to be sitting there. How come we can't be good if we have all these weapons? Yeah. The big boys. They're right. the ones that are doing the actual physical work every single Working. play. Right. Every right, right. play. They're in the trenches. They're not running off to the sideline getting a break. Receivers, they have like five, six in their group, and it's just like, oh, right. you know, I'm going to be in for two plays. I'll be out for a couple as the other receiver goes in. Exactly. They got to be in there every time, fighting, physical, throwing themselves to the ground. Got to love the dogs in the trenches, bro. Exactly. Got to love the dogs in the trenches. Um, Stefan Gilmore is next at 10-5. Base salary. Devin McCourty next, defensive, mm-hmm. defensive. Uh, Shaquille Mason. He's, what, he's D lineman? Who's Shaquille Mason? I could be wrong. I'm almost under the belief that he's a lineman. Oh, he's a right guard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So they they they, they got a little bit of spread. All right. I can see the. What's money. up, Muhammad Sanugan? Six five. That's through trade though. So right. it's not like they paid him out for it, but yeah. But some of these other guys, you know, you're not you're not going crazy. I'm surprised that they're so close to over the cap here. Um, I don't see any Tom Brady money on here either, yeah. which is a good thing because most teams can't work that out where they can't get rid of their big players without having to pay somebody somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, with Brady, it looks like that now, but if Brady was there, they had told him, like, they make the cap work. Yeah, yeah. Figure it out because Tom's their guy, but... But now... And Cam I'm like, you should him, bro. Cam, but good for him, man. If he wants to go into greener pastures and wants to try something different. That's the thing. It's us. Uh, 
to get to this part of it, like this conversation, I think it's always funny when it comes to us in the daily life. You have a job; it's a good job. You get offered a better opportunity. Maybe that company that you're with is sad that you're leaving them. But for the most part, people are happy for you that you're doing better. Yeah, you're something. getting the better. You found a better opportunity, something that works for you. Yeah, and it seems like the one industry that people have a problem where you're going something that's better for you. Right. It's sport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, loyalty is everything, yeah, bro. It, loyalty is everything. But the Otherwise, same you owners, get the snake emojis <laughs> like Kevin Durant. Uh-huh, but it's those same owners that will be quick to trade your ass. And Cupcake when the, emojis. When they'll look you in the face in a meeting and you ask them, listen, I hear rumors. Are you guys thinking about trading me? This happened uh, year, what, a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago with Toronto. DeMar was hearing rumors. He yeah. went up to Masai Jiri and yeah. the other people in the front office and asked them, are you considering trading me? I hear these rumors. They looked him dead in the face and they said, we're not going to trade you for anything. We promise you, you're one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four days later, Four he days got later. sent to San Antonio. These guys are always on the block. And man. I mean, listen, GM and the system, they got to do what they got to do to make themselves a better team. And what happened? They won chip. So it worked yeah. out. But nobody gets that autonomy. Like, right? there's only like three or four players like that have that power. Yeah, right. Where you can really like Bron, you know, Steph, you know, Steph could do whatever he wanted. These guys, Kawhi could do whatever he wanted, really. And everybody'd be lucky to have him. But everybody else, bro, everybody else is kind of like expendable. Subject to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're expendable, no doubt. It's a scary, scary thing. But listen, back to back to Cam, dude. Yes, yes. I think it's I think it's interesting. We're talking about you know the new the new challenges that the league is gonna face. I think it's a good PR kind of um, it's a good look for the Patriots. We were talking a little bit about how you know uh, Boston up there something sometimes gets a little iffy. A lot of a lot of white folk up in Massachusetts, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you know some of the things that Cam was coming out about the the leadership and the ownership of mm-hmm. the. Um, of the Panthers, so it's good. I say A plus all around. I'm just, yeah, I, think so. I all you know, Cowboys fans and Patriots fans have always gotten along in my eyes because <laughs> of like there's a common hate that from, they the rest of the league. from the rest of the league. Yeah, and it were it's, it's worth the hate. I mean, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Patriots haven't looked, and I'm listening. I'm a Patriots fan, and I'll keep it real. I I know they haven't looked great in their yeah. dynasty of an era. They've had a lot of. Uh, Controversy. At least. Spygate. Yeah. <laughs> most recently, the filming play, the Buffalo, uh, not Buffalo, Cincinnati and filming Browns. Yeah. And getting fined for that. That kind of, and little enough, Bill Belichick, for the guy that doesn't love talking in the media and stuff like that, not responding much to people, low key, really good with PR. Because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what time that news came out? 15 minutes later, the news came out. They signed, a, they signed camp. Which news came out? The news about them getting uh, fined and uh, getting in trouble for everything in terms of uh, the, the filming of the sidelines. The oh, Cincinnati wait, did that just come out? The, well, initially it was a couple months ago, but then they yeah, finally yeah. had the real jurisdiction of it. Like, they oh, came down with the fine and oh, everything. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That Sunday night, oh, 15 you know? minutes later. I had no clue. Cam That's... was signed, and that's all we talked about the next day. Yeah. And the and rest of the week. That's great PR, dude. I didn't, I didn't even know. You I had know, no man. idea. Uh, Bill Uncle Belichick Bill, strikes man. again, <laughs> A plus once again. So what you think? You think this uh, backup guy, uh, Jason Stidham, you think he can do it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for calling him Jason because nobody really knows anything. It oh, is shit. Jared Stidham. 
It's Jarrett. It is Jarrett. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I don't blame you, though, because Jarrett's what a they, awful name. They drafted this kid last yeah. year out of thin air. Nobody really heard anything much about him prior. Yeah. There was other quarterbacks on the board that they could have gone up and got. He looks a little like Tom Brady. That's that's probably why, I think right? so. I haven't even seen a picture of him before. I'm looking. Dude, he looks... Oh, come Let's on. see what we got. Come on. That's Tom Brady. They wanted to get someone to keep that role, but six three. It was supposed to be Garoppolo, and we were supposed to own the league, not just as a Super Bowl contender, but for the most handsome quarterback in the league (laughs) for a twenty year period. Right. But um, the the Bostonian knight (laughs) in shining armor. Right. But I mean, like you said, we don't know much about this kid, Jarrett. He didn't get many snaps. He played maybe, you think they said, four snaps last year, and that was pretty much in garbage time of games. And it's funny yeah. enough, the first pass he throws is in a game against the Jets when we were blowing him out, and he throws a pick six, and he came right out that next play, and they put Tom back in even in garbage time. Um, so there's not a lot to know about this kid. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of doubt, and you're coming from a team that just in recent years has been a Super Bowl contender, winning Super Bowls. Right. To this guy, and you're like, where's the direction of this team? Is this finally what everybody outside of Patriots Nation has been hoping for? The the, the, the demise of the empire. Right. And exactly. Finally falling. Can we? Our tea, you know, we're foaming at the mouth, ready for this thing to go down, and then bam, Cam Newton Let's sign comes Cam in. Newton, a former MVP. Let's get a dub of, here. Yeah. A lot of guys to the Super Bowl, and a guy that I can imagine the Bills, bro. The Bills are probably I was gonna pissed, say, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and let's and listen. I, I'm a I, I'm a Patriots fan. I've been a huge Cam fan. I'm so happy at the signing. Um, but this roster is the same roster in terms of offensive talent that we had last year. Yeah. And Brady's older than Cam. People could say he's on the decline, whatever they want to say. I still think Brady's got it. I think the biggest problem with this roster was that we had no talent on the offensive side of the ball. Exactly. And it showed itself time and time again last year. And it Even was with just, the funky uh, mix-in of the running backs and kind of how you guys made it work, it's still... We tried doing the same uh, formula we've done for years, and it just didn't work anymore because that talent was just... The, the, the cupboard was bare. Well, my question is, though, do you need a back? I think our back situation is pretty good. Um, I love James White. You don't really need one to win, apparently, according to the Chiefs, bro. No. That's a that's just a minor really part of the don't. of the whole just thing. Just put guys with a shitload of speed on the perimeter, dude. Even Lamar over there, then you know Ingram's good. I mean, dude, I was actually having this conversation the other day with somebody. I was like, maybe even Ray Rice would be better, but they don't have like um, a great running back. I over think there. I kind of like Ingram for them. I think he's you a do. great power back. And they just well, in terms of running back, I think they did. Uh, if they must have felt the same way you felt in terms of maybe not saying that Ingram's not a good back, I think they liked Ingram. But the problem what happened with Ingram is they did a lot of running plays, and to say whether that was the point or not, his body gave way and he did get hurt at the end of the season. They didn't have right. him for that playoff push. Exactly. So they did what all good teams could do. You have to give yourself an insurance policy, give yourself a chance where if one guy goes down, another can stay uh, come in. And they drafted J.K. Dobbins out of the University of Ohio State, mm-hmm. who is a monster of a back. Yeah, exactly. So He's whether one's good. in and the other, you know, one goes to the bench, the other one comes in, you have a two-headed monster in the backfield, and a quarterback. I mean, who I've been skeptical of, but I think he needs to get better. 
even though I think he's done great in his first two years. Yeah, and in college, bro. Don't forget, he won that Heisman, uh-huh. dude. Um, I do think he needs to continuously improve his ability to throw the football. Yeah. But he's going to do that. He's young. Dude, don't forget about the boy from Rutgers, dude. Come on, Gus Edwards. You don't think he could fill some shoes over there? Bro, is he a I don't even know. Who, uh, uh, no, he was like third string last year. Is he year. a quarterback? No, he was, um, he was a running back. On, okay. Um, Sorry, Baltimore fans. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, he, he was like third string over there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He was um, he's he's our age though. He's, he's fun really? to watch. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Who knows though, dude? Who really knows what's going on? Um, the ta- the new talent in the league is just making it so exciting, and that's so that's where it is all the, all around the sports world. It's like we just got to see these guys go. I mean. It feels like we're in the new age of football, uh-huh. and we're sitting here, and now we're only going to get, what, 10 games, is it? Oh, I don't know. In terms of the NFL season, everything I've heard is that in regards to the season itself is all systems go, we're having 16. We're, we're having 16 start. Well, then... What is it? It's normally 16. Yeah, more yeah, than, yeah. normally 16. What, I, what they have done, I think, as of last week, was they shortened the preseason. So they took away weeks one and four of the preseason. So we're still having weeks two and three. So, but it was just, okay. So it's, I don't know why they did it like that. Why didn't they That's just take odd, out the yeah. first two or something like that? I don't know their reasoning for it. Good old um, Goodell. But they took away the first two games. And it's funny enough where they that first game of all preseason has always been the Hall of Fame game. Right, right. That was, a, and, that was supposed to be the Cowboys. This and year, it's Cowboys always Steelers. been, by all accounts from a lot of players, everybody tends to not like that Hall of Fame game as the player. There's like, you have. Um, it's just uncomfortable circumstance. Not in terms of guys getting like uh, install Hall of Fame. That's great, but just like them having to be out on the field. I could be wrong, but isn't it normally at like a neutral site or it's up in yeah, Cleveland, exactly. whatever? They're out for a couple of days. They kind of just want to be home. It's just like there's so much fanfare that goes into it for a game most of these guys aren't even going to be playing in. Right. And um, yeah, exactly. That's so such a problem. I thought that was you know kind of funny in that regard. And then it's like you have such a big event being the Hall of Fame, this and that. You have it as a preseason game. Who takes a preseason series? Yeah, exactly. Is it their way of getting eye- get- is it their way of getting eyes on their games, you know, probably. Right. But um Exactly. That's part of it too, is that still need to show and still need to create yeah. a product and that's like really the, the the pivotal driver and that's why uh, I think the NBA did so well because they really like we were saying before, put the safety and the health and the interest of the players seems to be first. Yeah. And you know, somehow still got to deliver a season, mm-hmm. somehow Put it in a new format that is exciting, and I it really can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait. I think there's there's so many good teams who like now can create an opportunity that probably wouldn't be there in your standard mm-hmm. issue season. So they, I, you know, there's they really decide to make fun. You know, baseball. I think baseball is hurting itself, and they I know missed that it. They really do. <laughs> they're just. It seems like they're missing left and right. They missed their big. They're window. striking out. What do you know? So I know. I know. Okay, so I'll say one thing I like and one thing I don't like real quick. One, I don't like that, you know, this is Major League Baseball, and you think, okay, this is an industry, this is, well, not an industry, but this is a, a league in a, in a body that's hurting, in, in the MLB is hurting. And right now, what we're complaining about is viewership, and you have an opportunity where no one is watching anything, and you don't seize the day. That's that's my problem. I think you know if you want people to come back to the MLB, you give it to them when there's nothing else. You know you don't that this opportunity likely not to happen again. Mm-hmm. If, if you lost people, they're probably gone because once the NBA starts, it's gonna be too hype, bro. And I like to your point with everything like 
we were saying, like, they had this window where obviously everything, like, health comes first. The health of these athletes, making sure you're putting in a system in place where these players can try to be the healthiest, I guess, we could possibly have in these circumstances. Yes. And try to have the sport continue without any, because anybody could just throw a league together, put the parameters down, this seven games we're going to have, whatever. But if you don't try to rule out all the things that can go wrong and try to account for those, then if one of those things happens and it goes wrong, then you've invested all this time and money into having a season, and then what if it just stops in the middle of it? So I understand that, but yeah, let's keep it real. Baseball took too long to have this. Um, In a team sport, if we're talking about social distancing as a big thing, what sport is more socially distanced than baseball, man? It's a team sport. You literally had all the essentials to get this thing right. You have the guys spacing everything you could have needed. You don't, it's non-contact. You don't, like, oh, guy hits, you know, guy, you know, first base, throw the ball, guy taps him with the glove. That's it. Yeah, literally at home is, like, the closest three people. Yeah. You know, at at bat, the catcher and the ump. But after that, there's nobody needs to be close at all. exactly. You had your chance. You messed it up. And it's funny enough, though, with everything. And I, you know, what is it? They decided it was 60 games. 60 games. I think, well, well, yeah, they did miss their window and probably would have helped them. And I think a big thing would have really helped them if they had it earlier on. Not only was really nothing on TV, and we right. were all stuck at home. Exactly, nothing. It would have been something to watch. We were sitting here watching ping pong but and shit. The, <laughs> but baseball's, I think, one of their bigger problems in terms of, like, where they're, what the problem they might have as a league in terms of rating and stuff like that is the younger demographic that they've lost out on that they used to have because they've gone to basketball and football. And you would have had it where you would have been the only thing on TV for people to watch, and people were dying to watch anything. So you would have watched. And even if you weren't a baseball fan, if you were a casual sports fan that was willing on trying to watch baseball, but maybe you were hesitant prior because, yeah, there's a lot. You could say the pro is there's a lot of games to watch, so if you miss one night, you can watch another. But some of these leagues, these seasons are just a bit too long. Like 162 games is a lot it's of nonsense, games yeah. for people to play. So maybe if you're a casual sports fan that's wondering about wanting to watch baseball, maybe get that into your diet, right, your sports exactly. watching diet. That maybe even whether it's earlier, I guess we're doing it now, it's still decent that it's just 60 games in the sense that maybe the casual sports fan will be able to focus in on a season won't be as long if they have a short attention span. Right, they'll be a little more excited about the games. It seems like the guys will be a little more into it. And each game is going to hold more weight now. Exactly. That was Because in baseball, 162 games, a team can be come out the gates weak in the first month or so in a season. They can catch that fire, you know, run off like 20 out of, you know, 26 games, something like that. Because guys get injured and they miss 20 games. Like it's it's just mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem like the right ratio. It doesn't seem like they use the time properly. Right. It just seems like there's some issues. But in the in the spirit of getting that, you know, that appeal back to baseball, I think they did get one thing right. And I've been going back and forth about this, but did you hear about the extra innings and what they did with the extra innings rules? I was hearing um what are they starting someone at second yeah, base? Yeah, so they started someone at second That's base. Pretty interesting. Exactly. I mean, so any classical baseball lover would say that that's this atrocious. This is me. What are we exactly. doing? And I, and I feel... And this I, is not the sport. <laughs> that was my knee-jerk reaction, no doubt. I, I was like, you you know, you have to earn base runners. You don't yeah, just you, get base why runners. Why are we handing these out? But, you know, one thing I can say is if you can't if you can't clean up shop in nine, you know, we, we got to make it a little more interesting then uh-huh. because now you're just asking us for four hours of our life and it still might happen in some kind of low way when... 
everyone gets a you know a runner in scoring position uh-huh. right away. You know that just one smack of the bat and it could be over. And that you know people people who love baseball know that adrenaline uh-huh. is there. But people who don't always know it and want to uh-huh. watch it all the time, they could find that there, uh-huh. and that could be very, you know, that yeah. that could bring some life back into baseball. I so, so I kind of I support it. And I think with the normal system that baseball had in terms of their extra innings, overtime, and most other sports, if if yeah. you will, um, it's interesting putting guys in second because you can love the sport to death. And it's like, oh man, extra innings, and it's like you find yourself. You go to a ballpark, you go to a game, seven, eight o'clock, you got work the next morning, all right, a couple hours, you gotta get home, you gotta account for travel, where you live, everything like that. Right. You're adding an extra hour of something on the game, these innings start going 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 extra you know, innings. It's like, what? What are we still doing here? Like, yeah, nothing's happening. So maybe we're not getting, guys aren't scoring, we need to get guys on base. You have to be willing to be adaptive and i mean like yeah. obviously like i understand the casual the the sports loving the, the baseball fan that doesn't agree with this idea right um but i'll give baseball a credit for being adaptive because of all the sports as much as i love the nfl the one thing that kills me with the nfl is regular season overtime then oh being okay gosh. with ties yeah we are grown men <laughs> playing at the highest level right exactly. for millions of dollars right and we're gonna be like you know what yeah this is we're not... gonna tie today no we're not gonna fucking tie today like it's this, just this it's isn't too... football this is american football too okay much, i mean and that's another thing soccer I, and i get it like these athletes are like at the height of their powers they're exerting so much energy and like a lot of these guys say like at the end of 60 minutes like their bodies are dead you yeah, know, like they yeah. need two, three days to recover, just get back to practice. Because there are bumps, bruises, breaks, whatever it is. Yeah, but at the same time, they all but say, you, finish the fight. But you finish know? the fight. And don't leave. How aggravating. And I've been lucky enough. I've not gone to a game where there's ended in a tie. I haven't been to many, but I haven't been to any games. Yeah, well, not too many. I mean, there's and always one or yeah. two a season. And it's not like it happens that often, so I get it, so I understand this has But it always throws a wrench in the standing somehow. Well, who wants to see a tie? Who wants to see nine, uh, six, and one? Like right. that team should be either ten and six or nine and seven. Right, right. And that right. can mean a lot in terms of the standings, you know? And then it just exactly. makes everything weird. Like don't have any more ties. So credit to baseball for not having ties. Yeah, because that's uh, not fun. But it's also not fun when you're sitting in a stand or watching at home if you have work the next day and you're just dead tired and you're like, I've already invested so much of myself into this one game. Yes. I can't like, go to bed and not know what yeah, happened. And then- because yeah, what exactly. was the point of me staying up this long? <laughs> it's like when you're already tie? when you're already in it, you're just like, ah, fuck it, we're already, you know, we're doing it, so might as well stay up. But exactly, shout out to baseball for implementing that. And it's not like it's set in stone. It's just it's for this year, and I think it's good with these shortened seasons for some of these teams, like basketball, implementing this idea of twenty-two teams going instead of all thirty back, at least right. in that one location, and trying to figure that out. Having a play-in tournament for the eighth seed if they're within three and a half. Ge- what is it, four games yeah, of yeah, the eighth yeah. seed? That's interesting. That's, that's new and done. interesting. No. And it's what better time to try something out like that than now when it is shortened and there's a lot going on and it gives you the ability in a shortened uh, you know, sample size to see if something like this is going to appeal to the viewer and work and how it's going to look visually. You know, watch Because it matters how, this pro- how the products look visually when you're watching them on TV. And that's going to be a big thing for what happens with the NBA because they're not, they're, you know, like most teams, but or most leagues, but they're not going to be having fans 
in a sport that like fans are kind of a big deal, at least aesthetically watching them on TV, because they're so close to the fans compared to the other sports. And baseball, it's the field. You see the fans behind them at the, you know, where the batter is, but you only see those fans. You know, maybe you get like 60 fans in that like one little screenshot. And then when it hits a home run, you see every uh, oh, shitload of people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in basketball, you constantly, since the fans are so close to the, the court, and it's in an arena where the sound can be deafening if it's a playoff game or a big moment. Yeah, 12th man. And Yeah, 12th man. And you're losing that. Right. And that's so huge. what I get at with all that is that they've been saying that the NBA, like another thing for sample size, is going to be trying different camera angles that we normally haven't seen. So we're going to be seeing camera angles you've never seen on a basketball court before. That would be fun. And Probably it's good to, for VR. And it might be great for VR. Yeah. It's another test, and it's something they normally wouldn't do in an 82-game season because With, you try things out and you don't know how it's going to work. Right. But what better time than now in this consolidated area, knowing damn well since we've been deprived of sports for so long, no matter what we see, we're going to watch it regardless. Exactly. Not like the normal course of a regular sports year where, oh, I'm not watching it. They're, they're doing something stupid tonight on this broadcast right. or like whatever it is. This is the best time to, if you want to experiment, experiment. But I think the NBA's also been great at what they've done, where they haven't pushed the envelope too much to the point where people are like, they're getting gimmicky now. Right, or exactly. like We're not trying to do so many things where we're taking away from the essence of the game. The game is still going to be the game of basketball. Right, exactly. And that's, that's what important. we really want to see. So that's, that's all. those are all really important points, and they all, I think, bridge into the question of the week. Which I put together and I uh, I run it by you. Let's let's share our immediate thoughts and then we definitely want to reach out to all of the listeners, see what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, tell the people where they can find you on the social medias. So on the social medias, you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, you know, Facebook. But I'm mostly on my Instagram, and I'm so dumb because I always forget my handle because. What's that handle? B- My handle is bzez b z e z z e z, and then like the little decimal point, and then the number two. You can find me there. Oh snap! I just got a new follower. We live. We live. <laughs> Let's go. But um, no, nah, but yeah, you guys can follow me there. And um, I've done journalism, a lot of sports writing in the past. Um, it's been a, I've had a little bit of a hiatus. Okay. But I'm going to be getting back to it, and I'm thinking about, I'm going to be putting out an article. So this is breaking news. Uh, wait, wait, what do you got coming? What's I'm new? going to be talking about, for the dedicated sports basketball fans, or whoever may want to read it, um, my idea, my belief, that I don't believe that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, as a tandem, will ever be successful enough to where I really believe them as a true championship contender or ever winning one. Oh, you're you're hitting some hard strings here that I don't know if people are ready for, but definitely I'll be looking out for that article. So listen, question of the week, having to do with what we're talking about today, all things considered, which team, excuse me, which league, not team, which league is most poised for success when they come back? And I think that there's a lot of really good arguments. Right away, when it comes to me, like, Okay, baseball hasn't come back yet, but they're still going to be the first one to come back in the month of July. They added this extra innings rule. There's a lot of new and exciting things with the condensed season that they're going to run into. Basketball, this could be the most hype thing that we ever see. Or one team could get sick and the whole league gets sick and we don't even hear about that. NFL, I mean, NFL has been increasing its hype over time. And 
you know, there's, you know, they're all subject to the, to the getting sick thing. But the question is, um, can we see all of the immense talent on all these great teams put together in an effective way? And it's, it feels more like a leadership thing with the NFL. Can the leadership come together to make, to make them be as successful as they are poised to be? Mm-hmm. And so I'll ask you, you know, which league do you think is most poised for success when they come back? What's your thoughts? Um, I don't think this is breaking news for either of us or yeah. for the, the, those listening because the way I've been speaking on this point of the podcast up to this point. But um, obviously, I'm going to go with the NBA. Woo! Um, I think they've done the best. Go, I think <laughs> New York Knicks are back, baby. <laughs> I think the idea, and for those that think he's wrong, they actually might be back. They're coming um, back. There's no doubt they're going to make them play. I was telling Pete this the other day. I don't know if I, you'd seen it or I mentioned it to you. But obviously, they're having their 22-team bubble. Yep. In Orlando, the eight teams that aren't going have been pushing back, saying, "Well, we want to play too. We want to be able to play at least, even though we're not playing for a ch- you know a championship, which is the biggest goal. But we want to be able to get our guys some reps. We don't want them to be sitting on the pine from yeah, March until yeah, yeah, December exactly. when we get up. That's too long of a break. So the NBA is very close to getting a deal done and a system in place where they're going to have a second bubble in place in Chicago for these eight teams. We'll see how that goes." Um, I know, obviously, it's not like the biggest thing. We're not all hyped to see it, except for some of the homers over here. I'm a Cavs fan who is going to be happy to see his boys back on the court. Yeah. Knicks oh, fan man. over here. Dude, hopefully they'll duke it out, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I think in regards to who's done it best, I think the NBA. And I think one thing that kind of went under the radar, which is pretty interesting, I don't know everything that goes into the technology behind it, but they've decided to make these COVID rings to give the players. Uh, where we started, bro. They're going to be handing these players these rings, which are supposedly supposed to give them some kind of update or heads up if they're getting close to having some symptoms. I don't know how you could even right. create such a product, especially that soon. And then if such a thing exists. And then they're tracking them as well, right? And that's all that another stuff. thing. So they said that they're, they're just solely for them. Uh, I heard the conspiracies and the theories, and I heavily believe in some of them. Yeah, I think yeah. they're more so tracking devices. Yeah, so these players do stuff. not leave the bubble. The players have been set told they are allowed to leave the bubble at any point, and that's like, wait, what do you mean they're allowed to leave? Aren't we supposed to be having these guys on lockdown? Yeah. They can leave the bubble at any point, but if they do so when they return, they have to be quarantined for ten days. And for everything happening so fast, it's just small yeah, you're gonna of time, miss half the season. <laughs> you miss too much time. Yeah, you're screwing yourselves over. And the NBA is also with the Players Association have put together this hotline. People have been calling it the Snitch Hotline, where oh. if a player leaves trying to do it secretly and come back in without anybody noticing, and somebody does notice, they can call this an- an- hotline anonymously so people don't find out who it is. And let them know, hey, so-and-so just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen memes and jokes of uh, that's people awful. on the Clippers saying, like, yo, you heard LeBron just left the bubble, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gotta get him out, you know, if it was the conference finals or something. But yeah. I think, you so know, you say the NBA, but they're going to be snitching on these dudes? That's I, crazy. And I think that's funny. And it's like, nobody, you know, old adage, snitches get stitches. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. at the same time, we want to see this product. There's a lot of money involved. If they don't right. play, a lot of money can be lost. If we're not holding, and it's more serious now, if we're not holding these guys accountable to play basketball and they're going to mess around and actually risk getting all these other athletes sick and ruining the whole bubble format and all the money and time they put into it, then what are we doing? Right. So, you know, props, all the ones that want to, you know, make fun of the hotline and everything like that, props to the NBA for starting to put so many different avenues in place. Right, exactly. To try to prevent this. And there's no perfect thing. We're all in this together. This is all new stuff. This is a whole new 
dimension, exactly. <laughs> if you will, that we've been in, that we're trying to navigate through, and we can't really see what's ahead. Like you're driving, and it's a huge rain, you know, it's pouring outside, and you can't see 10 feet ahead of you. You don't know what's ahead of you, but you still are going forward with your foot on the gas. Lightly, Dude, but you're still I love going that. forward. Dude, you know what else is ahead of us? More of these episodes, dude. I'm excited for it, dude. We we got some good things out today. I mean, you got you got some good things coming out. Everybody, we're gonna look out for that um for that article. Tell me why uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid really can't make that thing work over there. No it's matter, not gonna happen. No matter how much they pay a free <laughs> agent. Um, you follow the man at bzes point two dot two. Um. Dude, we we gotta we gotta start doing this more often. This is gonna be a good look for everybody involved. Hey man, I hope so. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I hope the the listeners and viewers had a, uh, a lot of fun listening. And come back and also shout out to uh, Eric over here's last episode. That was a very powerful episode. And if you're not listening Thanks. to that after you're done listening to this one, go listen to that. And you should be doing that. Cause yeah, thank you very much, bro. Awesome. That that's important. That's um. That's a new vein that we're trying to enter. We're really starting the dialogue. Um, it's a it's important stuff for the world. Arena World Podcast. Um, so question. Well, yes. Listen to that episode first and foremost. This episode number nine. Question of the week, though. We want to hear back from you. Um, which league is most poised for success when they come back? Again, we got. Um, I'll go for the NFL just because I think all the pieces are in motion. I know you went with the MLB. Uh, I mean, excuse me. You went with the, you went with the NBA. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. the NBA. Yeah, all good, all good. Um, we want to hear about, We want to hear from you guys. Um, I say that's good for me, man. I like it, man. Let's do that's, this again. 